Welcome back to the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. I am here with Pastor Brennan uh, to kind of have a special conversation about the in-gathering. I'm excited to be able to ask him some questions about what God is doing in the midst of our church um, and how he is showing us and revealing us to live radical lives of generosity through the in-gathering. And so, Pastor Brennan, welcome. It's great to see you. Thanks, Ruth. Great to be back. Yeah, always a joy. And so I'd love to hear where did the the thought to do the in-gathering come for our church? And where have you seen just in scripture really God illuminating this point to you? Yeah. So, I mean, as the the sermon indicated, First uh, Chronicles uh, 29. Um, so King David had this burden on his heart to build a, a great temple. Like he had a great house for himself and, and he was like, man, I got to build a house for the Lord. And the Lord showed him that he was not going to be the one to build it, but it was actually going to be his son, Solomon. But uh, David uh, appropriately um, wanted to pull together the resources yeah. for his son to build with. So this is like latent in, in uh, David's life. And he um, calls for what I think we can appropriately call an in-gathering. So yeah. it's an invitation to the people of Israel to bring, mm. uh, to give of their own resources, to give sacrificially, to give by faith, to mm. uh, to be able to, to build and furnish um, what yeah. was the, the first temple, King Solomon's temple. Um, so I think that's the concept of like a, a planned... Um, intentional invitation for people to give as an act of worship. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're seeing in the text. And that's really kind of the 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 biblical foundation for yeah. this concept of a, a special in-gathering offering. Mm, that's so good. And what, what burns in my heart thinking about the in-gathering and thinking about any aspect of radical generosity is what does generosity do to us? What does it do to our faith and how does it change us? Uh, That there's almost this unleashing of something that happens when we give to God in faith, trusting that he is worth everything. Like I I think of like when I sing praises to Jesus, the the word that comes most often is worthy. He's just so worthy of all my life, all my obedience, all that I have. And so when you think about what is being unleashed in people when they give of their own treasure— that's obviously God's, but that feels like our own that we're stewards of. What do you think is unleashed in them? Well, I think if we're giving out of radical gospel-driven generosity, then what's going to be unleashed is joy, like mm-hmm. like crazy joy that yeah. we're counting in a privilege. Like, wow, like God's called me to manage these resources, steward yeah. these resources, and I have the opportunity to give back to the work of the Lord. Yeah. Like, so I think that cultivates tremendous joy. Like, so I think even for the person who's maybe just recently started tithing, kind of like yeah. just that weekly faithful, I'm giving my first 10% back yeah. to the Lord. That I think can cultivate and unleash tremendous joy in us yeah. because we it loosens that white knuckle grip that yeah. we have on our stuff. And yeah. we're acknowledging like, hey, everything I have comes from the hand of God and I'm going to honor him first with my resources. So I think that's that beautiful spirit of tithing that can mm. unleash joy. But in the in-gathering, I think we're, we're, we're looking at some people taking sort of radical steps of faith and yeah. giving sacrificially. Um, Lee mentioned this in the, the last announcement about the in-gathering, and he did a really good job of saying, you know, sacrificial giving is when we're saying, I'm going to go without this yeah. so that I can give that, right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're sacrificing something to be able to give. And I think that is worshipful. Um, yeah. I'm going to choose not to maybe... Um, have this luxury for myself. Yeah. Or I'm going I'm to make a conscious decision to continue driving my 10-year-old car, not yeah. purchase a new car and take that that money that I would have put into the new car and, and give it. That's sacrificial giving. Yeah. Um, and then when we talk about like giving by faith, that's like, a, I think another level where we're saying, hey, this doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Like you can argue, hey, I don't, 
really want to drive my old car, but I can. That's yeah, feasible. Yeah. It's practical. Yeah. When we're called to give by faith, I think it's when we're making we're making a choice to give in a way that forces us to depend on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we are generous with our stuff, whether it's um, our consistent tithing, whether it's sacrificial giving, whether it's giving by faith, it unleashes joy yeah. because we can experience the joy of giving. Um, And that's wonderful. But I think it also unleashes dependence on the Lord, right? Because um, when we're kind of having a hoarder's mindset of saying, man, have you seen what the economy's doing? Have you seen what's going on in our nation? Like I'm worried about tomorrow and we're unwilling to to, to give at all maybe, Mm. um, or maybe unwilling to give in the ways God's calling us to give. Um, We can sort of have a, I got to hold on to this kind of mindset rather than an ongoing dependence on the Lord, that he knows me, he loves me. If he lavishly dresses and clothes the flowers of the field, how much more is he going to care for me? Um, So I think that dependence yeah. Um, I think that's something that we can expect when we give. Uh, so we can expect joy and we can expect a, a new level of dependence as we're really trusting the Lord. And maybe yeah. for someone like who's giving my faith, like maybe they're trusting the Lord in ways that they didn't plan on, you know, <laughs> yeah. earlier on. Yeah. And they're trusting the Lord to provide. Yeah. And um, I know, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this. I know we've experienced this as a family when we've given sacrificially. Um I would say this last time was the first time we really gave by faith. Yeah. Something that was like kind of Scary. outside the yeah. the lane of like, well, you know. We can do without we'll this. We'll be okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but Looking know, at the barrel of your six kids, <laughs> that's a different one. When we've given sacrificially before, we've actually been blown away at God's radical generosity of saying, wow, like that was really cute that you guys gave that. <laughs> now let me show you how big I am, yeah. you know? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. is really wild. So I, I would, I would yeah. want to encourage the people of Crosspoint who have given, maybe given for the first time or given yeah. sacrificially or given by faith to like brace yourself yeah. for seeing God unleash his glory yeah. in crazy, crazy ways in yeah. your life. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. And I, I've been very open about my dad's discipleship of generosity in like my family's life. And my dad from a very young age taught me that money is a spiritual thing. And if you forget that, then you'll believe that it's yours. And, and very helpful to know, to watch your dad give his last dollar, to watch him radically pour out his life, time, and treasure on those who are nuts. We had, we had crazy people live with us. We had all kinds of stuff. But I just saw my dad pour out his life. Um, and I see it in the fruit of his children. Um, I see it in my brother taking very seriously. I was laughing. My brother, when he didn't have a church to give to, he would give to, uh, he would give to Fellowship Capital City. Which is like hilarious. He didn't intend the church, but he was like, I'm not giving somewhere, but I know this is a faithful gospel. Like he was moving because of college and different things. He hadn't found a church yet, but it mattered so much to him. He says, I can't keep this money. This is God's money. I'm not, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep this for myself. This is his. He says to test him in this. And I will, like, I will test him in that I'm supposed to do that. And that always like really stuck out to me. Him being like, there needs to be an application for the increase that God's given me. It needs to be somewhere. And when I find the church, obviously it'll be there. But as I'm wandering because my job's moving me or all these different things. And I haven't found a church that, that I call my own yet. I want to make sure I give somewhere That's awesome. that I know is glorifying him and making much of making much of Jesus. And I always thought that was really fascinating. That's awesome. And so lastly, I would love to hear, I know that our church fellowship cross point has been birthed out of generosity. Oh yeah. So I would love to hear just a little bit of the testimony for someone who might not know yeah. how yeah. generosity begot the people that we are now. Yeah, I'd love to give you the 30-minute version, but I know you want, you want the three-minute version. I want the three. I want the elevator. It's a long <laughs> elevator, but I want the elevator. Yeah, so uh, long story short, um, Fellowship Crosspoint is the it's the result of two churches merging together in what's mm-hmm. called a rebirth merger. And uh, 
the two churches were uh, Fellowship Capital City, which you just referenced, which yeah. was the church that we had the privilege of planting in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, starting back in 2015. And then the other church, what you might call the joining church, was Shady Rest Bible Church. And that was the church that had been here on this property that Fellowship Cross Point's on now. They'd been on this property since 1947. Whoa! They had That's been um, serving, uh, doing gospel ministry faithfully for a long time. A and... Um, COVID really was a, a, a struggle for so many churches. Uh, it was a huge struggle for Shady Rest Bible Church. Yeah. And there were some forces uh, that were kind of uh, all coalescing at one point where they yeah. really got to a point where they said, we're not sure we're going to be able to keep the doors open. Uh, the pastor was called to move on and, yeah. and they really were kind of at a crossroads. And in God's perfect sovereignty, uh, he made the need of Fellowship Capital City known um, to Kurt Cherry. Shout out to Kurt, uh, who was the treasurer of Shady yeah, Bible. We're looking, we're looking at that diner mat right That's now. Right. And, That's right. Uh, awesome. He saw an ad on a diner mat that we put out, and uh, he reached out, and that start, that began a conversation, a four-month conversation between the elders of Fellowship Capital City, the deacons of Shady Rest Bible mm -hmm. Church, and um, they chose radical, joyful generosity. Mm -hmm. um, they could have uh, chose a different path, but instead yeah. um, they unanimously, the membership unanimously voted to gift the church building, uh, all the buildings on the property and the 10 acres of this yeah. property to gift it uh, to Fellowship Capital City. It was yeah. a radical display of joyful generosity. Yeah. And I believe God has uh, profoundly blessed the courage, the yeah. generosity, um, making a really, a, that, that was that was giving by faith. Yeah. Like they didn't, I mean, I wouldn't say they didn't know us from a hole in the wall because we spent four four yeah. months getting to know each other a little bit. But still, you talk about you know giving the property by faith. This yeah. was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And um, one of the big joys I always get is when I run into Bud Lockin yeah, in the lobby like, after service, say. right? Yeah. And he'll be out there like serving on the safety team, and I just see this huge smile on his face as he sees kids running around, and then you know the service lets out, and yeah. all of a sudden there's like. No place to stand in the lobby because yeah. they're like, you know, there's people everywhere, yeah. and he'll just look at me and and he'll have tears in his eyes. Yeah, and and um, Bud was one of the leaders at Shady Rest yeah. Bible Church, and, and that joyful, radical generosity. Mm. Um, I think God has blessed that, and it's such a significant part of the story of Fellowship Cross Point that it was birthed out of this radical generosity. And then when we think about when God is generous with us, he calls us to turn around and be generous. And yeah. that was the narrative of yeah. uh, Fellowship Crosspoint. Just a couple months into the life of this new church, we gave away $100,000 yeah. to start options for her in Trenton, yeah. uh, the only free pregnancy care ministry in, yeah. in our capital city of Trenton. So that was God being radically generous uh, yeah. through a local church and giving their property. And he was generous with us. We wanted to continue to be generous. Yeah. So I believe that as we continue to be generous as a church, like like you talk about like, crazy giving. Like when we, we gave away $43,000 of gas, like people yeah. were like, are you guys insane? Yeah. Like, is your pastor doing drugs? Like, what are you yeah. guys doing? Yeah. Um, and I believe God honors that kind of radical generosity. Yeah. And I think we're continuing to see the blessing yeah. of, of God because our church chooses generosity. Yeah. And I, I had the privilege of being at the pump the majority of the time. And I remember a specific conversation that someone says, churches always ask from me and never give. And you are like, I, we were changing the narrative of what people believe about the church yeah. at the pump. Yeah. And so we talk about like very often you get to change the narrative. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And it was an opportunity to change the narrative because of radical generosity. Yeah. Amen. And there's something beautiful that says, man, we look at a world that's protecting itself and we're saying, I have a protector, so I don't need to protect myself. Yep. I actually get to live out of joy and out of faith yeah. because I have a heavenly father yeah. who takes care of me. And every time I experience one of my dad's good gifts, 
I'm reminded of my heavenly father who gives good gifts. Cause even bad dads give good gifts. And I have, yeah. I have a good dad. Pretty yeah. God. Amen. And if you think of the gospel, what is the gospel other than radical generosity, yeah. Jesus giving his all right. Him laying down his life. Yeah. Um, and so we could find our treasure in him so that we could inherit the kingdom of God. I yeah. mean, it is just radical, crazy generosity yeah. in what we see in the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, I'm struck, I'm struck by God's worthiness. Um, and so if God's calling you to give in any way to the in gathering or to other things uh, that are for him specifically, I'd say get after it because you want to never try to, you want to see if you can outgive God because you can't <laughs> and he'll always meet you in the midst of that. And it needs to be obviously spirit led, but more than anything, God meets us in the midst of when we show him his worthiness because he is worthy of everything, especially your life and especially your trust and especially your praise. Amen, sister. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this conversation about the in-gathering. We pray that you're blessed this week um, and that Jesus would meet you in a unique way and you get to know him more. Have an awesome week.